This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'll start. Hey, Hop, um, I'm, I'm not asking you to give away any like trade secrets or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> There's none of those. Well, yes, there are. Come on. But with Oregon and these, uh, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but they're like, what, two and four or something like that in their past six games. Um, anything you're seeing with them that's maybe some slippage, something that you can take advantage of? You know what? Um, obviously, how they shoot the ball is a big, a big deal. Uh, but they're they're. They're so dangerous, you know. They're they're fighting, uh, you know, stay alive for the to get a bid, and, and so they're going to be, uh, you know, full strength mentally, physically, uh, to try to get a win. Uh, and that's the thing with with them is some days they have this incredible energy, and sometimes they don't. And uh, you know that's college basketball in general. So uh, I think that's unpredictable. But in this case, uh, you know, I think they're it's 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 going to be you know, they're going to be at, at level five of uh, out of five in terms of energy and importance of game. You know, in the uh, games that you've played them, their size has has kind of come to the forefront. It did the last time they played them. How can you dis- disrupt that at all? Well, biggest thing, they started off, they were just, they came out, you know, uh, throwing haymakers and uh, made shots um, and, uh and, you know, and, and played at a fast pace. I mean, that's what they do. They try to disrupt on the defensive end. They want to play fast. Uh, uh, they'll overplay, play physical, make you catch it far away from the basket. Um, those are things uh, that you can't let happen if you want to beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about Tejon Davis, um, his, his, uh, his status. Same thing day to day. Uh, you know, we'll see a little bit later today in practice to see how he's feeling. Obviously, couldn't go last night, uh, getting some treatment today. And, you know, we'll know more probably later today in practice. Is it ever that, you know, anything that just knowing that he has that bad shoulder, can, 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 like you tell him, you know, to play maybe less of himself, like maybe don't dive for stuff <laughs> and don't run into screens or, or is that not even a thing? Because that's just how players. you know what, Percy. That's just how he plays. Like he's the one thing is he's showing a lot of toughness by going out there and competing and playing. You know he can't play any way different. Like if he's going to go play, he's going to go play. And unfortunately, it was two of those drives. You know the first one got him a little bit. The second one, it was it was it was just you know they wore on it and uh, fell on it pretty hard and. You know, it's, uh, as the doctors say, just really, really painful. And, uh, you know, just hopefully it feels a little bit better today and, and feels great on uh, on Thursday. And, and and then obviously without him, that forces you to go to your bench. That then turns things to a guy like Cole. He's had two good games for for the season. How, you know, 
I don't know how to answer, but just how do you get more from him? Just what's what's going on with Cole? You know what? He's just uh, you know he's had some great moments, uh, just like shooters, and you know you have some cold moments. But uh, him being out there, you got you got to defend him. He spaces the floor. You know him and PJ kind of you know take up the Dejan role uh, out there, and uh, you know when those guys play well, like they did against Arizona State with the first game that uh, that Dejan wasn't there. Uh, you know, they were key in, in, in terms of us winning. We need them to make shots. We need them to be aggressive uh, offensively and, uh, and and obviously on the defensive end uh, know what they're doing. So, uh, you know, they just got to step up. They've shown signs. It just goes back to with, with, with guys. The consistency is, is what they're missing, but they've definitely shown signs that can really help us win, and we're going to need it on Thursday and Saturday. Right here. All right, Hop. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, go ahead. Mike, I was just curious about Jackson Grant. You know, when young guys come into college, the college level, they usually struggle on defense. Seems like his transition has been tougher on offense. Could you sum up his progress so far? I think, you know, I think, Dan, great question. I think a little bit both. Um, you know, I thought he had some really good moments, uh, you know, learning a new system, learning new defense. When he got hit with COVID, I think he lost 10 or 15 pounds. Uh, that was, I thought he was hit pretty hard, uh, with that. And, uh, you know, I think more so for me, it's more on the defensive end. Uh, and so, you know, you're starting to play some of these, uh, you know, more physical teams, you get the duck ins, uh, you know, those types of things. And if, if that's where I thought the difference needs to be, and that's where even when, when Nate's out of the game, you kind of can feel a difference in your team. Um, and so we need both him and Riley to, to be really good defensively to know we're not going to drop off there, you know, offensively, you know, uh, I feel comfortable with him making foul shots, uh, you know, looking to finish around the basket and it's hard when you didn't play for four or five games and then you're thrown out there against UCLA. Like I put them, you know, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to do, but we're, he's a, a high-level player that just needs to keep getting better. And uh, usually when freshmen play at this level, it's usually, you know, the speed and strength of the game. Um, you know, other McDonald's All-Americans in our league, Peyton Watson's playing sparingly for UCLA. Uh, uh, Nate, Nathan Biddle at Oregon uh, is not playing. You know, it's it's a big transition. And so, um, you know, he'll get there. Uh, and a uh, kid works his, his tail off. Besides getting ill, um, how has he handled it? They're just you know, having to deal with maybe being humbled a little bit. I think it's hard. I mean, he's a he's a humble guy as it is. I think it's more so rebuilding the the that belief and confidence in what you have to do, and 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 being able to go and give us two, three, four minutes right off the get go. Uh, I was a player, uh, you know, that that would, you know, sophomore year per se, freshman sophomore year when I started playing. You know, it's hard to uh, it's hard when you don't know when you're going to go in. It's hard uh, uh, the level, and uh, you know so you got to you got to build that. We got to build that confidence so he knows he can go out there and do it. And it's hard even right now because there's not a lot of practices uh, because of you know we're playing so many games, and so we're going to have to watch film, and then we're going to have to show them and. Uh, those are the types of things that we've been working on. I mean, Coach Jones works with them every day, and uh, he's showing a lot of good signs. It just needs to translate a little bit better on the defensive end. 
Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Chris, go ahead. Hey, Hop. Good to see you. Nice um, to see you too, Chris. Hey, I apologize in advance for the kind of the long range question. No worries. But, um, you know, when you first came to Montlake, you really talked about the zone in terms of it being your secret weapon because mm -hmm. of the success that you had had yeah. at Syracuse. Given how the, the, the changes in the game, do you feel as strongly about the zone as you did when you got here? You know what? I do. Um, I do. Uh, you know, we got really good at it. If you, if you remember, even our first year, you know, we were bad at it. And then we got good at it in league. Uh, we had uh, the Virginia Tech uh, onslaught early on in Madison Square Garden. We struggled. Um, uh, the, the difference was we were able to win some of those games because we were, you know, Noah Dickerson and Jalen Noah, we were pretty good offensively. And so it allowed us some a, a little bit more margin for error. And then, uh, you know, year three with Isaiah and, uh, you know, a lot of new faces. And so we we're still, I think we ended up third in the league or fourth in the league in defensive efficiency uh, with brand new guys. But the difference when you, when you saw, you saw a group of guys uh, that we were able to keep together for two years. And that's where you saw it really being elite. Um, uh, last year, our personnel, I don't think really fit what we did as, as well as being new. And then we got a new set of group of guys this year. Um, but, you know, we've, we've been inconsistent, but we've had really good moments, just like we have offensively and defensively. Um, but the more, obviously, that you can play it uh, and the guys get more reps at it, you're, you know, you're obviously going to get that experience and become better. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of pointed to it a little bit. Because the you know while you guys weren't great to start, you had the veteran team with the Crisps and the and the and the Matisses and those guys to be able to kind of overcome because they were veteran guys. I, I just was curious with the portal and the and the roster turnover. Yeah. Can you can you feel as confident that you can impart the zone and the and the and the and the way that you need to kind of get it going quicker than than man? You know what, Chris? I do. You know what's interesting is like even with this team. You know, we, we obviously had four kids from really good man-to-man -man programs uh, that transferred in. Uh, they felt, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, a lot of it is similar. I mean, good defense, it's all about the team. It's you're moving when the ball's in the air. You've got to play a position. Uh, a couple of things are different that you got to be able to adapt and adjust, and that's been a little bit hard. Um, but, you know, at the beginning of the year, our players were saying, uh, can we play more man? And later in the year, they were playing, saying, can we play more zone? The thing that we've done a lot more uh, this year, uh, especially and last year, is we've we've made it more of a hybrid. Uh, we played more matchup. We played more man. We've pressed more, um, and that you know you're just finding every every game is going to be a little bit different. I, I believed even last night. I thought I made a mistake. Uh, you know we were able to get the lead in our match, and uh, they started exposing the the mismatches and posting us up, and we got in foul trouble. And I should have went back to the zone, which I thought would have could have been a difference maker to at least throw them a little bit of a off speed pitch, uh, playing both. Um, but I'm not set in the zone. I'm set on what's going to be our best opportunity to win, and that's why you've seen more, uh, you know, uh, flexibility, adaptability uh, with the way that we've defended. And I guess ultimately, last question about the zone is how much do you have to recruit to it now, especially given the experience that you guys had last year, kind of knowing that maybe in hindsight it wasn't the best fit in terms of trying to, to do what you wanted to do defensively to start. Yeah. Do you are, are you really 
kind of thinking zone when you're recruiting more or, or what kinds of things defensively are you thinking of when you recruit? I think obviously it matters, but good defenders are good defenders. You know, Matisse Thibel, uh was a good man defender. Uh, they didn't have a great defense before we came, but he was a steel leader um, and the zone fit him perfect and he adapted well. Um, you know, I think the difference with those teams a little bit is they matched, they were, you know, the one thing we were able to score. And so we didn't put so much pressure on your defense, you know? And so, um, you know, even some of our zone stuff this year, it's funny asking Quincy Pondexter and some of the staff, they'd be like, I can't believe the amount of turnovers that we create playing in the zone and how disruptive we can be. So, you know, it's like, you know, in a perfect world, you'd sit there and say, God, I wish this team was coming back next year, everybody the same and, and, and the level that we could get to. Um, but you, you, you recruit uh, good defensive players uh, that they'll adapt to anything. And that's also the IQ part. Um, but that's yes. Yes, yes, and yes, Chris. That was a long time. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. I hope I didn't like scramble your eggs right uh, there. Perfect. I apologize, perfect. but that's, I hope I answered it. Dan, go ahead. Mike, it seems like there's a lot going on with the NBA Huskies out there, guys that you coached and, and didn't coach, but still are part of the program. Uh, have you had a chance to even glance at that and see that, you know, Markel Fultz is back? Um, McDaniels and Stewart are finishing strong. Thibault is a starter. Um, even Isaiah Thomas is still trying to get his health back, and I think he's in the G League right now. Uh, do you notice any of that? The, you know what? I am the luckiest coach on earth because I have Will Conroy and Quincy Pondexter. Will Conroy, I think, watches every NBA game known to man. He's constantly watching games, coaching uh, our players, and so – I'm constantly getting, you know, every day it's like, man, Jaden McDaniels last night, he had 12 early in the first half. Um, you know, Isaiah Stewart, um, uh, obviously IT had a big game the other night. So it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, DeJounte making the all-star team, uh, you know, seeing Isaiah and all his hard work and, you know, being in our gym uh, all year, working with our players and just watching his grind, incredible role model. Um, it's just a lot of fun to see the success of all the Huskies and, um, you know, seeing Matisse and now they got James Harden and they were showing this highlights, you know, I'll watch, I'll watch sports center, you know, we're, we're more watching our competition and doing that, but I get constant updates from Will and Quincy and we're obviously so proud. Percy, go ahead. Hey, can I get a thought or, or two and, you know, obviously we've asked you this all season long about Terrell and his scoring, but he's near the end here and he scored at least in double figures in every game for you guys. Uh, last time a Pac-12 player did that, I want to say was Trace Tinkle, um, his senior year. Uh, I can't even remember the last time a, a like Husky did that. Just, um, just from your point of view, just what has impressed you of, about particularly his scoring? He's uh he's an old school throwback. He's an Iron Man. You know he's he never gets tired. He's on a relentless attack at all times on both ends of the floor. He's dependable. Um, he knows what he's really good at. Like Jalen Noel, he has a go to. He knows how to get to his pull up and set it up. 
and uh, his work ethic. I mean, it's just everything about him. You know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be just successful in life because it's all about hard work and belief and learning. I mean, he's constantly watching film. He's constantly asking, you know, coaches this and that. He's become a really, you know, we've had him for one year, but he's been a great leader, you know, um, talking, helping building uh, his teammates around him. And I tell him all the time, just so feel really blessed that, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to coach him even was for a year to be around him. And, you know, part of this year was, was reestablishing who we are and what we're about in terms of culture. And there's no other player that you'd want to build it around. a guy like Terrell Brown, I mean, all hard work, all toughness, um, all made through the things that you've been taught since as a kid, hard work, listen, learn, humble, give. And he's just incredible. Um, any idea as to where he's going to rank and how he's gonna, going to be remembered? You know, obviously, um, if you guys had more success, you know, it would have been like a, a Jalen type of a situation and he would be a shoe-in Pac-12 player of the year because your record is sort of what it is. He's not really in those conversations now. So I'm wondering, you know, at, where is he going to rank and how is he going to be remembered? Well, I think he's going to be remembered as a kid that didn't have a Division One scholarship and became an all-league Pac-12 player and one of the best guards in the country. Um, a guy who decided, you know, he went to Seattle U and then decided to come back after being to Arizona. Um loving the University of Washington. And, uh, you know, we've won. We have a winning record in the league, and obviously we wish we had a – you know, you can't look backwards. We just, you know, wish we could have had a couple of those one early ones back. But uh, a guy who um, has given a lot to the schools, given a lot to the program. Uh, obviously, we wish we had, you know, we had won the league, but being in the top upper echelon of the league and having two games left and, and having nine wins, you know, you know, if we, if we if we win 10 or we win 11, if we won 11, it would be the second most wins that we've had in five years in the league. If we win 10, it would be tied for the, the second most. And after the last couple of years of only winning five, he's kind of breathed a new life uh, and, and being a local kid into, into University of Washington. Uh, so uh, he'll be remembered for that. And, and that's a lot of pride uh, for him, I know. And a lot, a lot of pride for the city and a lot of pride for us. And I, and I understand that you have a game on Thursday, but if, uh, any idea as to what senior night will look like for you guys on Saturday? Um, just how many kids are going to participate? I mean, because with the whole NCA stuff, you don't know who's coming back and all that stuff. I think we're going to honor uh, all seniors uh, and participate, even if they're coming back. Uh, it's just the way it is. I was watching uh, our women's game versus Stanford and um, uh, Russell Wilson's sister. I think that they said that was her second or third senior night. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen in college sports. You're going to see that along the, along the lines. Uh, it's a great day to be, it's just a great day for, you know, I was thinking about like Nate Roberts the other day and I'm like, he came in he was, he started skinny and he, he turned into the incredible Hulk. Uh, 
he started off an okay student and he became uh, an honor roll student. Um, he became a guy who was quiet and turned into a, an incredible leader who's uh, starting to really understand his voice and, and you know, how, how, how smart he is and how deep he is. Uh, a guy who's just given, given everything he's had. And so when you see the growth of those guys, it's great to get honored um, by your hometown fans. You know, it's a, it's a pretty special day, emotional day, but special. With with how much the team has transferred just from last year to this year, knowing what college basketball is about with the transfer portal, is it that feeling of you don't know, you know, if these guys are going to be together? So, you know, like this group and just try to cherish that. Yes, Percy, you got to you just got to cherish every moment. I mean, think about well, what's going on in the world. Think about, you know, there's just even getting older and having a mom and dad who, you know, you know, you go through it. Life is tough. Um, you got to enjoy the moments. Uh, you got to enjoy the people that you you're around. Um, I've said, uh, I think in the last press conference, like I love coaching this group. You know, when you go to work every day and you love who you work with and then you love who you work for and then you love who you coach uh, kids that, that, you know, want to learn. They're unselfish. They're grateful. Uh, they're professional. Um, you know, we might not have won as many as we wanted to. And obviously there's still a lot of season left, but, you know, in retrospect, and that's sometimes you, you get that when you go into that senior weekend, uh, but love these guys. You know, I just, I just wish we could have, you know, could have coached a couple of these guys a few more years for sure. There you go. All right, Hop. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, um, Hop. I just I did have a, a Terrell Rob Brown question real quick, um, and I hope I phrase this the right way because it may seem counterintuitive because we all have seen moments where guys get the hot hand, and you want to feed them and you want to keep them going, you want to keep them shooting until they miss that kind of thing. But have you seen from time to time this the offense become over reliant on Terrell? This strange as that may sound, I mean, is it? It feels like there are guys that are more than willing to defer and let him kind of shoulder the load. Has that been an issue? I don't think it's been an issue. I think, you know, losing Dejan, you know, forced him to have to do a lot more. Uh, but, you know, you think about a couple of these games, the Arizona State game, I mean, nine assists, eight assists, just picking things apart and, and the ability to score. And Terrell's trying to win. That's the one thing I love about him and respect about him. Uh, and, uh you know, sometimes, you know, he feels and we feel that he needs to to, to step up and do it. And, um, you, know, you know, obviously our offense can be better. I think it's in, in, in kind of crazy. This is crazy. But like this year, it's it's been our best offensive efficiency since we've been here in terms of ranking in the league, which has been a good thing. And Terrell's been a big part of that success. Um, having a guy with the ability to go create a shot and get to a shot shooting great percentages. Um, he's got a good assistant turnover ratio. Um, you know, what else can you, you ask for? And the guys, the guys become a dream come true. Nobody's perfect. Does he take a couple bad shots? Yes, but we need him to take bad shots because he, that gives him the ability to make the big shots. And that's always been my belief with a player like Terrell. 
you, you, the, the will to win, obviously, something you've mentioned from time to time. It's pretty evident. How much do you feel like that's rubbed off on the rest of the team? I think great. I, you know, I, that's another thing is how close these guys have become. And a couple of them have just been with one year uh, with each other. And that's been a lot of fun to see as a coach and seeing these guys develop and grow. And Terrell's toughness definitely rubs off. I think, uh, you know, watching Dejon Davis, um, you know, playing with his shoulder and just trying to help the team win. You know, I asked him the other day after he played against Washington State, I'm like, are you feeling better? You don't want to go back in the starting line? He's like, no, coach, keep playing PJ. I'll be there for you. You know, the, who says that? Kids don't say that. Uh, we got a group that's unselfish. We got a team uh, that wants to win. They play to win. Could we be tougher in certain situations? Of course. Uh, but these kids compete. They compete to win. And uh, uh, they're just an unbelievable group. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.